Meleches Kosher. So the Mishnah in the beginning of the 15th parak tells us that one of the Melachos is the Melacha of Kosher, which we know from the Mishnah Daf Ayin Gimel. And Reb Meir tells us there that if you can untie it with one hand, so that's okay. It's not a violation of kosher, but the Bir Allah points out that the Chachamim disagree with this. And they say that even if the knot that you're making is something that you can untie with one hand, it is still a problem. So, just based on Mishnayas, if a person takes a rope that has two ends and he ties them together in a way which is firm, and strong, because if it's going to fall apart on its own immediately, if it has no kayama, then there's no, there's not an issue. But if you are making it chazak, then that would be a malacha of kosher, even if you could undo it with one hand. It's not so sophisticated, not so strong that you can't undo it with one hand, but it's still a problem of kosher. The chacham disagree. And that would mean that let's say you have a pair of tzitzis like these, which I just made yesterday. So you have a pair of tzitzis, and sometimes it happened to me this morning that because it's brand new, the double knot uh, got loose, and I pulled it together. L'shem mitzvah tzitzis, like this, that would be also in the Easter on Shabbos. So that's the Shemir Shabbos in the new edition. I think this is the first Chabur that I'm using, preparing, my, preparing the Chabur with my new Shemir Shabbos. So in the third edition, it is in... Perik Tesvav Os Nun Gimel, he points out that to strengthen the tzitzis is going to be a problem. However, it would seem to me that let's say your tzitzis are are loose. You're looking at it like this. I have my tzitzis. I have my double kesher. So this will be the the top, and it's very loose, and it's almost it's almost going to fall out. And I want to make sure that it doesn't fall out completely, but I don't want to violate Shabbos. So let's say I do this. Is this a problem on Shabbos? What would you say? I would think not. Because you haven't tightened it, actually. You've just slid it back down, but there's no qualitative increase. So the basic requirement is that it has to be kashur, and in that case, it's not kashur. So that's just the basic yisod, that you have to have a kesher. It's not pulled together, it's not a kesher. But if it is pulled together, even if you didn't create the cash from scratch, but you pulled it together, that's going to be a problem. Okay, that's just basic Mishnayis. Chachamim, Reb Meir, right. So the Mishnah tells us what type of kesher is a kesher doraisa, kesher agamalim, and kesher hasapanim. So why specifically those? Especially because the Gemara is going to go on to give us in the next Amud all of those permutations of the different strata of Ksharim so that's over the course of this blot uh, that we all saw, starting on the bottom of Kufyud Aleph Ahmed Bays, going over to Kufyud Bays Ahmed Aleph. So we have the Ushkafi, so that's Daraisa. Then you have the Rabbanon, the shoes that they take off once a week, and then you have the Hetergomer, like the Suche, uh, the shirt sleeves, the shirt uh, collars. Great. So, what is it about Kesher Agamalim and Kesher Asapanim? How does that fit into this framework? What's the whole point of that? So, the Riff and the Rambam say 
you have two conditions. You have Maisa Uman and Shalkayama. So we saw this, we talked about this. Rashi and the Rosh, they say no. These are just examples. These are examples of something that you leave for a Kayama period of time. The Kishri's Mama, it's not the Kishri, the Kishri's Mama. The Kishri's Mama that you leave forever. Great. So what is the Nekuda Samachlokis? So one way to understand this is that the Rambam is Lishitaso. We've talked now many times about the idea that the Rambam keeps introducing the idea of Derech HaUmnin. That uh, the Moteach Chutzot Fira, the Rambam said, oh, that's because the way that the weavers and the sewers, the professionals, they stretch it out, that's a malacha. We talked about this in terms of machabes, uh, in terms of magis, mapis mursa, kedera harofim. So for the Rambam, when you do something which is a part of a professional process, that constitutes a malacha. So it's got to be a maisa uman, it's got to be something that craftsmen do. It's part of the process, the activities that the craftsmen do. And Rav Stav, in his Chabura and Shabbos, alluded to this idea. It's not exactly what he was saying, but I think it's very similar to this idea, and we've talked about this before. So for the Rambam, the same way that Mapis Mursa is something that Rofim do, and therefore it has a level of Chashivas as a Malacha, so so too, the, the Sapanim, they make this type of knot. In this light, it's not really about the strength of the knot, and it's not even about the uniqueness of the character of the knot. It's that the type of knot is one which is done by these people. So that's, it's more in the pu'ula and the, in the, the way that they construct ropes or they construct whatever that process is that they're doing. This is something that they do. So it fits in that process. So that's going to be the malacha. Whereas for Rashi, no, it's not about, about, um, the, this, this type of process that you're doing, it's about creating a strong, lasting knot. We'll see why that's going to be important in a second. Another way to understand this is the way that Raf Soloveitchik explains it in the Masora Journal, which, I don't know, did everybody get to see that essay? It's also in Rav Shechter's notes from Raf Soloveitchik on Shabbos, which is that the Machlokas is about the nature of the malacha of kosher. Because we talked about the fact that there is a malacha called tofer, and we pointed out then that the distinction between the malacha of kosher and the malacha of tofer is that tofer was taking two fabrics and melding them into one fabric. That they become one fabric. As opposed to the malacha of kosher, kosher is not the same as Topher. Well, in what way is it not? So another way to understand, one way to understand this is that Topher is, you take two substances and you blend them into one. Dibok niaros, for example. Kosher, it's not that you blend the two substances, it's not that you take the thread and you, it becomes part and parcel of the fabric. It's that you connect two different things. So Rashi will say, Perfect. Kosher is about connecting two things. Well, if you have something which the connection is very temporary, is that really connected? Memela, that's not kosher. Kosher is connecting. So kayama is a new type of quality. 
Of course, in all of Malachah Shabbos, we had the Mishnah in the beginning of Fabona. You need it to be Malachto Miskayemis. Everything you need to be Kayemis. We did see this more discussion about Shah, Binyan Lashah, remember? The Legos that hold discussion. But of course, there's a din of Kayama for every Malachah, but here it's different. Because the nature of this Malachah is being connected. The whole point is that you have connected something. If it's not connected permanently, halachic, what we're going to call halachic permanence, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but that connection, that's a malach daraisa. If it's not connected, so you haven't done kosher. The whole thing of kosher is connecting them. Whereas for the Rambam, that's not the pshat at all. The Rambam thinks that the malach of kosher is creating a knot. Tofer is connecting things, kosher is making knot. So if it's not a mice to uman, that's not a sophisticated knot that rises to the level of a chiv on Shabbos. So for the Rambam, you put two and two together, you're going to say, on the one hand, I have one requirement that's got to be a mice uman. On the other hand, I have a requirement that it's got to be kayama. If it's not a mice uman, it's not kayama, so it's a tartilareus, so it's going to be a heterogomer. Whereas for Rashi, you're going to have the three different targas. <laughs> So for Rashi, these three levels represent different dargas, so to speak, in permanence. So if it's absolutely permanent, that's the malacha of kosher. If it's not lekayama at all, not only is it not shel kayama, that lack of kayamanis is also a chisarn in the guf ha so that's going to be heterogomer. If it's somewhere in between, then it's going to be an isodrabanan. Great. Well, how do you define this? How are you mocked to this? So the simple understanding of the Gemara, and if you look at that long Taz, this is what seems to be the assumption of the Taz, is that it depends on the person who is doing the Maisek Shira. If my intent when I am kosher is that it should be permanent, that it should remain in that state permanently, then I define it as Kshira Kshokayama. If I intend it to be just for the moments that I want it to be connected, that's Eino Shokayama Legamri, it's going to be Hedra and in between. So the question then is, why does the Gemara give you these cases of the Ushkafi and the Rabbanon if it depends on you? The answer is, those are the simple examples of what people generally do. So how do you know what people are going to do? Just take a look. That's one way to understand Shittas Rashi. Second way to understand Shittas Rashi is the way Rav Soloveitchik explains it is that it's not enough that I personally will intend for it to last a certain amount of time. It has to be muchach mitocho, just to borrow that term. The maise mochiach, the, the connection itself, when you look at it, has to also express in the chefza my temporary intent. But if my intention is temporary, but the chefza doesn't, demonstrate that, then that's not going to be called enough of a Enoshal Kayama. That's option two. Option three, which is the suggestion of the Bir Halacha, he likes this idea, quotes it from the base mayor, that it all depends on an objective standard of what people generally do. What do people generally do? And that's why it's Ushkafi and all of these things. What is the nafkamina between these three different approaches? The nafkamina is the Avni Nezer. So either you look this up in the Chuvas the Avni Nezer, 
or you find it in the back of the Eglay Tal, where they printed the Avni Nezer's Shuvas on the Malachos. So this is in Kuf Pe Gimel, but it's in Simen Chav Zayin, in the back of the Eglay Tal. In Os Hay, it says, I looked at the Hagos Mordechai, which I'll, I'll get to in a second, and he says, here's an issue. The issue is, Tzigazunt. How can you have people who borrow tefillin and then intend to resize it after they use it because their head is different than the head of the per- the size of the head of the person who they borrowed it from? Whoa. This is the Eglital's point. And where does he get this from? So there is a Machlokas in the, in the Tosfas between the Rabbinu Elio and the Rabbinu Tam. Rabbinu Elio of Paris was of the opinion that you have to make a new Kesher Shult Fillin every single day. And the Rabbinu Tam says, absolutely not, we don't pass them like that. So if you look in the Hagos Mordechai in Chulin, I put it on the Mar Makomos, Mordechai says, "Mionirali Darius Rabbi Nutam ain't Araya. The Afagav the Lav Kesher who Asher Lakosro Asher Lakosro B'Shabbos Darachmona Karye Kesher." Gemara suggests that if the person is motzi tefillin, they can't tie them on Shabbos. So. The Rabbi Nutam says, well, if you had to untie it every, every single day, wouldn't that just be a Kesher She'ino Shol Kayama? Must be, you don't untie it every single day. So comes the Avni Nezer, he says, I have an obvious solution here. Just tie it, al das, that you're going to undo it. So must be, from this Mordechai, that tying the tefillin with the intent to untie it, is going to be a problem of the Kesher She'enel Shel Kayama. So, if you hold like the Taz, the answer to this problem is, my subjective Das to tie it only for a couple hours doesn't help. Why not? Because what's the Derech Olam? Derech Olam is to leave it forever. You hear? So if you follow the, the Taz, excuse me, if you follow the, not the Taz, if you follow the Biralacha, that it's objectively defined, then the Tefillin is objectively defined, even though you yourself. Now, that's one approach. Another option is going to be exactly the Avni Nezer's point, which is that, therefore, you can't lend the Tefillin. The problem is, Lamaisa, people are not knowing like this. So if you look, Rav Shlomo Zalman deals with this in the Mincha Shlomo. This is in Mincha Shlomo, Chelek Beis, Simon Beis, Os Gimel. So on page Ches. He quotes the, he quotes the Avni Nezer, and he says the Olam is not knowing like this. So first of all, he wants to suggest that perhaps you can argue that even the Mordechai himself is a raya against the Avni Nezer. But then he makes two points, although it's not 100% clear to me which of them is like the, the key argument or they're relying on each other a little bit. But one is, and we talked about this before earlier in the year, Rabbi Feldman alluded to this, even though 
he thought it was surprising. But we've talked about the fact that when it comes to Hilchel Shabbos, if something is not of interest to you because it violates Shabbos, that doesn't count. Right? Why don't I say every time I do something that's a psikresha, that the light's going to go on, I should say, you know what? It's actually not a psikresha, the because I don't want the light to go on and violate Shabbos. Why don't we say that? Because the fact that you're not violating Shabbos or you are violating Shabbos, that doesn't relate to the actual interest in the action. That is the medubar of today, whether or not the action that you're doing is going to violate Shabbos. So the simple answer, so Rav Shlomo Zalman is mafapal on this based on the raya from Paraduma. The simple answer is that if a person puts on the tefillin and his kavana is only to untie it within 24 hours, so he's not violating Shabbos, that's not called a Kesha She'enoshal Kayama. Because really, we know that the person wants it to remain there. Another option here might be to answer the Avni Nezer and to say that there are certain Ksharim based on a din in the Torah that automatically have the status of a halachic Kesher. And so even if when it comes to your personal interest, you plan to untie it within 24 hours, but a Kesher Shultfilin, perhaps the Xerza Kasef is that that's called a Kesher. So even if you're going to plan to untie it in 24 hours, that's not a Kesher She'en Yashol Kayama because Al Pidin, that's called a Kesher. And same thing with Tzitzis, even though it doesn't say Ksharatim on the Tzitzis. So in this way, you now have upheld the Ha'ara of the Taz, which is in Achanami. It is subjectively defined. I define whether it's going to be within 24 hours or not. But that can't be motivated by Shabbos. That has to be motivated by your interests. The Herst? Make sense? Yes, no? So, based on this, you're going to end up with a, I guess, a kula and a chumrah, depending on how you bask in and this Avni Nezer, but if you go with the more objective approach of the Bir Halacha, so then it's generally, I mean, I don't know, generally, but it's not going to be up to your personal interest, whereas if you go with more of the Taz approach, as long as it's not a Shabbos motivation, but you really only need this to be there for a limited amount of time, it doesn't matter what other people will be doing, and perhaps Tefillin and Tzitzis should be considered different, Ayn in the Mincha Shlomo. Awesome. So now that we understand this is the Shita of Rashi. How do we talk about it, Lamaisa? What is called a Kesher Shalkayama? What's permanent? So the level of Chiyuv, it's not 100% clear. And you saw in the Beis Yosef, he's got a bunch of different options here. And the two days uh, that the Beis Yosef has are both quoted in the Magen Avram. And the Premagadim explains it, that option one is, it's got to be Le'olam Mamish. What does Le'olam mean? It means for the entirety of the life of this object. It's got to be indefinite, that you do not have any particular time frame when you are going to open it back up. So if you have a bag that you're going to tie up and put in the crawl space, in the closet, until the next season of leftover clothing... So that's not Shel Kayama, according to this definition, because you plan to take it out of the closet the next season. Whereas the second option is Zman Aroch. You know, you are, uh, you know, you're wintering in Florida, you're a snowbird, 
So you go down there and you come back in April or May and you close it up. You're going to come back in November. That's still called Zman Aroch. So almost a half a year. So that's the first Hagdara. What's the next Hagdara? Pater versus Mutter. So the Beis Yosef has two deos. He's not sure about this. And the Ramah quotes both deos. One is 24 hours. Once it's beyond 24 hours, then you're in the ready in the Pater but Aser zone. And it says, V'yesh Lomar until seven days. And that's Lombikri Shel Kayama. So you've got two days. What's the lo- bottom level, according to everybody? Toch Yom. How long is the Yom? Says the Primagodim, the first day Shalavram. It's one full day, 24 hours. And uh, it's, it's interesting. I don't know why, but a historical tidbit. If you see, he quotes here from the Ola Shabbos. Uh, he says, I didn't have the Sefer Ola Shabbos, but I happened to arrive here on this and this date, and I got it. What date is that? August 3rd, 1781. I don't know why that was important to him to tell you, but Baruch Hashem, now he's got it. He's got the Sefer. Historical tidbit of the Primagarim. Okay, so how do you how do you think about these two periods? What if you're not sure? I'm not 100% certain. I don't know if I'm going to leave it for 24 hours. Maybe I'll leave it for 48 hours. What if I'm not sure? So if you look at the Lush and the Shulchan Aruch Rav, the Alter Rebbe says, he says. What about this case? So he says, it doesn't have to be that you are certain you're going to untie it tonight. Let's say you have a pair, I don't know, a pair of shoes or a, a tie or slippers or something like that, that you're going to tie them on Shabbos. And you might untie them on Shabbos, but you not, might not untie them till tomorrow. You're not sure. So the Rav Shulchanach says he thinks it's mutter. If you're not sure which category to fit in, it's going to be mutter. Not only that, this idea that you have the Yesh Mekilim, so the Shemir Shabbos Kelchasa in Nuntes in the new fancy edition, third edition, he says you can rely on the cool of the Ramah b'makom tzorech o kasher yesh bo mishum tzar or obviously mitzvah, general mitzvah of course is a motor bin Ramah the I don't think I didn't, he didn't mention that but l'chora b'makom tzar means uh, something is bothering you. So certainly a child is generally in many areas of Allah consider so you're going to be makel for a child. So if it's going to be less than seven days, you know, even if you know, let's say you know for sure it's going to be more than 24 hours. If you're not sure, so then already the Shulchan Aruch said, you're not sure, it's okay. But let's say you're sure it's going to last three days, but you need to do it for the kid for some reason. So three days is also okay because it's a tzorech for this child. 
So now, this is all in terms of giving us the Hagdara of time. But the assumption here is that you're making a knot. What if you just take two strings and you put them one over the next and you pull them tight? That's Kesher Echad. It's nothing. It's not a Kesher Uman. That's nothing. Even if you pull it tight and it's not going to fall apart on its own, that's still not... That's nothing. Ah, so comes the Shulte Giborim that we've all seen. And Ramah quotes him, we have to be worried about a Kesher al Gabe Kesher. The knot on top of the knot. Why? Because maybe when the Ramah said Kesher Uman, he meant... Kesher Chazak, maybe. Okay. So the Ramah says, "Ain onu bekim ezim mikri kesher shol uman," and therefore it's aser v'chein noagin. However, he does point out that b'makom tsara ain lachush umutalatiro. The ain uelos from the rabbanon b'makom tsara lo gazru. In this case, so if you look in the Shi'ar Mitzuyanu Ba'alacha in Ha'ar Membeis, so Rab Brown. Quotes in the Maharshag, who says that as long as you're doing it for less than seven days, ain ligor on the people who do a keshar gabi kesher. He says, however, if it's something that sometimes people leave for an extended period of time, then you really should be machmir for the keshar gabi kesher, because then you're, you know, you're getting more into the danger zone of potentially an Isidaraisa on the Rashi side that it's for a long time. Potentially. So the Shara Mitzvah Ba'alacha is more notable Hakel, but if you look in the Tzitz Eliezer and Simon in Chilak Yudzai and Simon Chavtes, he's not so excited about this. He's much more concerned about the, the double knotting. But Lemaisa oftentimes the people are double knotting their shoes they're not planning to leave it for a long time they're double knotting their shoes they're going to leave it for less than 24 hours so should we avoid that? yes we should avoid that because we should be machmer for the Rambam but if you see somebody double knotting their shoes so ain't ligor by him because me'ikar adim Rashi would say it's heter and to tell me that that's the chidish in the Rambam the Rambam thinks me'ikar adim that's not the pshat in the Rambam so it's proper not to double, ta- double knot your shoes, but the ain ligor and the people who are double knotting their shoes. Yeah. Okay. Not surprising. Not surprising. Because you're a of the chumras here, one on top of the next. Because you... Exactly. It seems that people are very flexible by defining the sorah expanding the tzairah of the Ramad to yeah. uh, any kind of tzairah. Yeah, makes sense. Great. Now, related to this, the Shemir Shabbos in the top, in the new version, has uh, an asterisk where it says, Yesh li zar bedinim elu b'myuchen l'gabi kshiris mitpachas, rosh, and stratum b'sa'aros and smolos, all these kinds of things. But if you look at the footnote, Shmir Shabbos says, I heard from Shlomo Zalman that all the women are mekel on the mitpacha. So even though he says on the top he should be nizar, but he calls from Shlomo Shabbos from Shlomo Zalman in the footnote that uh, that you're mekel. Why? He says, It's not so tight. And 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 
on the on the parentheses in the bottom he says, Well, what about women? I don't know that that's really true. Do people put on the mitpachat and then they take off the whole mitpachat? I think it's not it's not like a yeah, that's not. I don't think. I think you don't remove the whole thing. You untie it. I think that's the. I don't know. I don't wear one, so I can't speak to it. But that's not. I don't think that's the way. Until I get become the coin gadol, and the way you wear one of those uh, mikbas. I think the mikbas was wrapped around like that, and uh, the mitznefes also was low. But I think it was also wrapped around. I don't know if they have any ksharim there. It's not clear that you have any ksharim in the. In the so, Reb Shlomo Zalman is Mako. Reb Shlomo Zalman is Mako. Okay, one more thing about Sharim. Just to continue this very brief overview, the Ramah points out that if you put one Kesher at the end of one line, one thread, that's a Kesher Amitz, that's going to be considered a Kesher. When we say the Kesher Echad is nothing, that's when you take two threads and fold them over. But if you take one thread and tie it at the end, that's a problem. Okay. The Gemara has a machlokus about Aniva. Is Aniva Bechlal Kesher? Because an Aniva, it does hold together, but on the other hand, when you pull one end of it, the whole thing falls out. So Lahalacha, the Gemara says, an Aniva is not a Kesher, and therefore it's mutter to make it even for a long time, even multiple Anivos, one on top of the other. What about Aniva Al Gabe Kesher? So the, the two Deus in the Mordechai here in Simen, in Oz Shin Pevav. What's the two Deus? L'chora, the machlokus is, whether or not an aniva is a zero or a 0.5. If aniva is a zero, so a zero on top of one kesher is a zero. But if aniva, because it does hold, even though it doesn't have a tzura of a kesher, it adds you 0.5, right? It's half. It gets the chosek, but it doesn't have the tzura. So that 0.5 plus the kesher on the bottom, that's going to be a problem. So two days in the Mordechai, drama is mako. However, the Magen Avram here quotes... You should be machmir unless it's going to be matir bobayom. So here again, you've got a couple of chumras that are being combined together. You've got the bobayom versus the seven days, plus you have the two days in the Mordechai, plus the chora. It's not uh, it's not that chazak unless you're going to be machmir for the shulte giborim. So if you see people are a little bit makel on this, that can explain why when it comes to the gartel of the sefer Torah. The Shmir Shabbos Kalchasa is Machmir, but in the footnote, he quotes from Shlomo Zalman, then the Midrach is to be Mekel. So yes, there's room to be Machmir on Shabbos Mincha, not to tie the Gartel with an Aniva al because it's going to remain that way until Monday, or potentially if the Sefer Torah is not going to be read until, lamed until next Shabbos, uh, close to seven days. And... Uh, the Tzitz in that same tshuva says that's why the minig is to use a vimple and you use a wimple and stick it in next to the Sefer Torah but not tying it because this way you don't get into this uh, into this Indian. but maybe it's the Tzorach Mitzvah maybe part of it's going to fall down Lamaish of Shlomo Zaman writes in the footnote the minig is to be mekel done what about um, last two Ha'aros what about a Kesher when there already was a Kesher there before. Let's say you have one Kesher you made on Friday, and you're going to make a second Kesher on Shabbos. So that's obviously going to be a problem, even though you didn't do the whole Pu'ul on Shabbos, but what you did is the equivalent of one knot at the end. So the 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 Sharmut Zion Balach, he quotes in the Marashami, thinks that's an Issa Daraisa. 
So you have to be careful if you have something that's I got one from before, not to do a second one on top of it. Again, depending on the the zman that you plan to leave it there. The Mishaburi here in Chav Gimel points out something important, and this comes up all the time, that if you have a kesher that was nistabich, it became a kesher betaos. So then opening that is mutter. That doesn't have the din of a kesher. It's only a kesher if you intended it to become a kesher. So let's say sometimes it could happen that you tie your tie, and the way that you generally tie your tie on Shabbos is a slipknot. And that, lakuliyama is going to be mutter. If you have a more fancy, sophisticated, so then it's going to go back to the question of what's called a kesher uman, how long did you intend it for, less than 24 hours, yesh lo But let's say it accidentally became a mamisha knot. It's now like a crazy knot, all knotted up together. So it's mutter to undo it. Because when you made the tie, you didn't intend it to be a knot. And the Chazanish points out, this is in, in uh, Nun Bey's, in Oziud Zion, he says that it's mutter even shaloba makom tsar. It's not called a knot at all. So the shoes, or let's say the Sefer Torah with the, with the um, you go to open up the, the gartel of the Sefer Torah and it's all knotted up. It doesn't matter. They didn't intend to make it into a knot and therefore it doesn't have a shame knot. And the last ta'ara is just this this issue about if you're not sure which side it's going to be on, and lo chayshinan shemayater, and you leave the other one, that's in the in sif vav koshen chavul fnei apar b'shvul shlo teitzah afilu b'shnei roshi apesach v'lo chayshinan shemayater roshi echad and yotzena derech sham and leave the other one. Unless you are planning to do that, that's not going to be a problem in a case of suffix. So to summarize, we talked about the basic machlokas between Rashi and the Rambam, two different ways of understanding that machlokas, different ways of understanding shitas rashi, subjective versus objective. We talked about the three different terms, the amount of time that something can stay there, and then you're going to plug that in. We added the chumrah of the Shultiki Boron that the Ramah quotes. We talked about this din of Aniva, Aniva alone, Aniva al-Gabe Kesher, and then the case where the Kesher got nistabich by accident, that it's mutal hatiru, because it al-Pidin is not called the Kesher.